Welcome to Connectivity 178, Slipping Into Profit. This week we have an in-depth discussion on Nintendo financials and some thoughts on E3. Let's go! Welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I'm Donald Terriel, Associate Editor at Nintendo World Report, and we're here to discuss the Nintendo financial results for the 2014-15 fiscal year. I'm proud to be joined by one of the voices of Radio Free Nintendo, James Jones. Uh, thanks for having me. That's that's an unusually nice introduction. Usually it's I'm pleased to be joined by this monster who... I, you know what? Let's talk about financials, because now I'm... Off my uh, off my center. Thanks. <laughs> well, we figure. I figure you've suffered enough having played Sonic Boom the night before we recorded. I did. This. That video is is basically me just feeling alone and scared. We're we're gonna find the person responsible for this. And <laughs> well, I have his address. We can just go there. <laughs> All right. Well, in in happier news. So Nintendo released their financial results on May the 8th, yep. North American time. Uh, back in the black for the first time, I think, on an operating basis since before the 3DS price drop, honestly. It was three fiscal years where they were not in an operating profit previously. So that would take you back to, this was the 2014 announcement. Well, and ending fiscal year, March 2015, so or year 2015, so you're going... Uh, you're like 2012 March I think would be the last time they announced profit yeah something along those lines yeah they're back in operating they had pulled a net profit I believe last year but that was on the back of currency fluctuation so this is the first time they've actually profited from operation in several years net sales down slightly from last year but gro- better expenses meant like a 31% in- 31% increase in gross profit for the year and largely attributable to not to lower expenses. And, you know, you have games like Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire doing 10 million units just about in the fiscal year. Mario Kart, 5 million in the year. The two Smash Brothers, over 10 million combined. And those, you know, 10 million amiibo certainly help matters. And they also point out Nintendo's favorite line the last few years of the conversion rate from yen to dollars uh, with Japanese aggressive plan of qualitative quantitative easing to decrease the value of the yen relative to foreign currencies the yen was worth 
like I want to say it was ADN to a dollar not that long ago. Now it's up to 120. So all their foreign transactions that they convert back to yen are now worth more money. And since they report in yen, that's good for them. So as far as actual in terms of their sales projections for the year, they just missed slightly on hardware and did well with 3DS software, but the Wii U software was down a little bit of what they're expecting. Uh, for next year, they're expecting to sell 7.6 million 3DSs or members of that family, because they count the 2DS in that, and 3.4 million Wii U's, which I honestly can't see that happening because you don't have Mario Kart and Smash Brothers walking through the door again. But that, deal, how does that, that doesn't compare fairly or doesn't compare very unfavorably to what they sold this year, though, does it? Yeah, but they had. I mean, it's less is what I mean. It, so, it's it's less, but it's within a small margin of error. So without two major titles there, are we is that a signal that we could be seeing a price reductions on those systems, especially on the 3DS, which really hasn't had one since the initial ambassador fueled price cut? in 2011 the Wii U's probably do one the base model 3DS's the non-new 3DS could could potentially see you know relatively aggressive price cutting just in order to give the new 3DS room to go down once sales start to kind of taper off for that platform it, the, the Wii U number is the one that's more interesting to me I think the 3DS it, potentially achievable I mean I don't they talk a lot about in in the QA section how they don't feel like in non-Japanese markets they've really tapped into the potential of the 3DS as a sales plot or sales. Um, and they, they list off some titles coming out this year that they think could do that. If, for whatever reason, Japanese monster collecting game... Um, trying, I'm blanking on what the franchise is called all of a sudden. Yokai Watch? Yeah. If for whatever reason, which Ten is publishing that in the West, it does do well. I mean, they may see some some moderate increase in 3DS sales. If they're planning on doing the truly evil thing and saying that the next Pokemon is new 3DS only, they sold, what, between XY and Ruby Sapphire, they sold like 18 million units of game. I mean, there, there are some ways they could probably cheese up some higher some higher hardware sales. You know, the 3.4 million Wii U units seems hard, but maybe they've got something we don't know about. Maybe they're going to blow us away with announcements, or maybe they just think that Smash Bros. and Animal Crossing... And, and I'm crossing God. Uh, Smash Bros. and Mario Kart have long tails. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Mario Kart having a very long tail, though, because all of its DLC is out the door now, as far as we know. Well, as far as we know. Right. But that Mario Kart is already over a 50% attach rate on the Wii U. It's out. It's the pretty sure at this point it is the best-selling game on the platform it It doesn't have much more room it doesn't have much more room to grow honestly unless it unless word really starts spreading and it brings in a few more a few million people i mean if it if it sold a few hundred thousand consoles i mean to to me the play that they're going to do at some point is they're going to bundle they've already done a mario kart bundle right for wii u yeah it was at it was at launch they have not done a smash bundle as far as i know right um, is probably to do some combination of bundled software to try to push units again. There, there's some, there's a lot of room that they could improve the Wii U sales numbers. That's not saying they will. Could Physi- physically, it is possible to sell more Wii U's because there are certainly places people who do not have them who could buy them if the value proposition was there. So maybe, maybe they throw in one of those games 
cart or smash in a new bundle and just don't price drop, like sell it at, at the normal price, the 250 number, and sort of stealth price drop it that way. There's there's potential there for them to sort of try to use those two tentpole titles, cart more than smash, to sort of cheese numbers up again. But I mean, because you go back and you look at how many Mario Kart 7 sold on the 3DS, and it's 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 a dumb number. It was like 14 million or something, 11 million, somewhere in there. It's a, an insane number. So at some point, you know, they must feel like they can they can continue to leverage these, you know, these games that they refer to them as evergreen titles and continue to leverage them to push hardware even after they've sort of gone through their initial sales burst. It's just positioning both the hardware and software in the marketplace, even though they're not new products, in such a way that they become appealing to consumers who initially passed on the first offer. Right. Right. And, well, Mario Kart 7's at 11.7 as of the end of that's, the year. That's, so. that's dumb. That's that a dumb is, number. That is, it, that's a stupid amount of copies. Because Mario but... Kart DS wasn't that old, and Mario Kart Wii was really not that old. And then Mario Kart 8's already sold a ton of units. So at some point, just Mario Kart, Mario Kart 9 on 3DS. There, you, I've solved the problem. Congratulations. I mean, actually, the DLC thing is kind of interesting to me, though. Um, not from a standpoint of, I know I'm, I'm jumping a little bit, but from the standpoint of making these evergreen titles, because I don't know how much of that is is the marketer in Awada talking, but during the QA, he, you know, he talks about how our our titles don't peak during the normal quick rush right after the release and then the spike, followed by the quick downfall in the sales numbers. They're more evergreen, and we're going to, we're going to foster a culture of evergreen titles by continually releasing new content for our, our potentially evergreen titles, i.e. we're going to put out DLC. I'm not sure how much of that is him just trying to find a way to sell DLC besides like, yo, we're going to get some of your money again. Or how much of it is legitimately that's a, a, a real strategy that they feel like if they can continue to keep those titles fresh and in the awareness by releasing content for them, they can continue to use them to gin up both hardware and software sales. And if they really legitimately believe that the continued release of DLC is good enough to push, to sort of give a game a second launch window and therefore drive a second, although probably considerably reduced hardware push on there maybe they feel like the smash brothers dlc plan and maybe down maybe future integration of amiibo and other stuff is good for hardware sales and they can actually gin some additional sales out of it they should have some idea though because they've already gone through a sales rush on mario kart dlc and we started to see the smash stuff come out so maybe they're not talking out of their ass now looking at sort of the game lineup for the wii u specifically because the the 3DS, it probably makes sense that the, we're probably going to see more stuff coming from that later this year, but obviously the Wii U's big push is going to start in a few weeks at E3. Right. Because right now, I'm looking at this... Now, granted, I'm looking at the listing for the for the primary Nintendo products for their launch schedule. Some of it's not necessarily, ac- necessarily accurate, like Art, Art Academy wasn't listed for Europe, and we know that's coming next month now. Yes. But do... Is there something they can bring at an E3 that would actually juice the numbers to the point they can get sure. to th- close to that 3.4? Sure. I mean, they could absolutely, in theory, remember, dollar back, in theory, yes, they could announce a game that just blows the doors off and people lose their mind. Now, the thing is, they've sort of already gone through the big three, if you go back to the Wii, um, Smash, 
New Super Mario Brothers, Mario Kart. Like those are, those are you know, amongst the top selling Wii games. And I'm trying to think of what the top selling is that what what else is on that list? Uh, Wii Sports is on there. We fit. We fit. We play. Um, we fit plus is probably on there as well. We sports resort. So there's sort of that, um, you know, those games that they aren't making right now. Those non games that we fit, that we play, that we that we fit plus. Um, Galaxy sold a ton of units, but I don't. Galaxy two didn't. So that's kind of. I mean, it's it was a significant drop off. Um, I mean, they could announce actually. Actually, they could announce they could like put a hard push on a Mario Party game because the Mario Party game still sold well. Like they they just did, and it's I know they've got one coming out. Um, I want to say, but I want to say like Wii Party sold like eight million units. Yeah, and, and Mario Part Eight sold a comparable number. I mean, yeah, because ten ten came out and it's it's do it's landing high in the charts, especially in the U.S. Where I think it was like num like the number four best selling game, probably one or two when you consider it just on an individual line item basis. Yeah, I just don't know that they're going to do a hard target on those those other things that filled in like the top 10 lists cuz I don't they've already done a Wii Sports push on Wii U. It was weird. Um the Wii Sports, I can't remember what they called it. Wii Sports Club. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird thing they did. I don't know that it worked out. I don't feel like they were happy with the results they got out of it. Um we play I swear sold that many units because you got had we in the name and you got a free controller with it. Um but you know, We Fit sold really well for them. They've already done a We Fit You. But I don't know that they're gonna try to target that audience, the audience that was enamored by the games that all started with the word we. Um so so in theory, yeah, they could announce I mean, there's nothing saying they couldn't announce another they've already done basically done two new Super Mario Brothers games. I mean, they could announce a 3D Mario game. I don't know that they've got the 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 guts to do that right now, or the potential to do that. I mean, it's possible that Splatoon hits for them. I mean, as as much as much hate as our as Nintendo World of Forge podcasts have gotten for talking about Splatoon, um, I it, it is possible that that game blows up. That they do a good job selling that game, and that it it moves some degree of hardware. Um, I don't know how Star Fox is gonna do it for them. Like I just, I just don't see it. It's not a slam on Star Fox. I just don't see it. Um, so, I mean, unless they think the Fire Emblem SMT crossover is going to blow the doors off in Japan, I don't, I don't know what they're what they can release. But it's not impossible. Yeah, because I was thinking of things like Animal Crossing that could. That, Oof. Yeah. That did really well on 3ds. That is hot right now, but. I don't know if the happy home designer amiibo card Trojan horses basically yeah. prevented that from happening. Because I mean, that only really sold about four and a half million units on the Wii. And that's, I mean, that's less than like copies of Guitar Hero. Like there's there's a Lego Star Wars game that sold more than than Animal Crossing on Wii. But maybe maybe it's, it's, it's the trade-off of, is it, is this a game that somebody would buy a system for? And maybe if it's a sufficiently exciting Animal Crossing product, it does something that is that you know motivates the fan base for that that particular game. 
in the right way, maybe it does push them to buy it. And then maybe you try to leverage them over into iterative sales. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, but I'm not sure what a sufficiently um, lively Animal Crossing product would look like. And I don't know that they could possibly, that they could really potentially release an Animal Crossing game this year anyway. I mean, they've, that team's been sort of doing a lot of other stuff and I don't know that they're in a position to do it. I mean, that that really haunting me game they released. I'm blanking on its name right now. Um, the one where you, all your me's live in an apartment. Tomodachi life. Yeah, and Bill mm. Trinan does the news like that. <laughs> that actually did really well it for did, them. It so. did really well for them, but that game is haunting. Um, that maybe they maybe they they drop a product. Not that. Not Tomodachi life. We. I'm no no. But maybe they they release a product that doesn't have that we don't see the the visibility of it and then we sit there and just think what the fuck are you doing and it sells a bunch of units they can't they can juice those numbers with with new games i just don't know what those games are going to be i don't i don't as much as i love xenoblade i don't see xenoblade x blowing the sales charts up in the west it'll probably do okay um yeah and there's demand for it i mean xenoblade 3d would have like a 10 15 percent rate in the U.S., just and that's a game that is literally new 3DS exclusive. So clearly, yeah. there is some demand there. Yeah, I just don't know that it's gonna it's gonna trigger a huge rush on the console. Mario Maker, no, that's not. If if you're really interested in Mario Maker, you already own a Wii U, I would think. Um, so, I mean, unless they're putting a ton of faith in Splatoon and Star Fox and Yoshi, uh, but. I mean, we, we Nintendo World Report's preview of Yoshi went up today. It's it's Yoshi. It's a Yoshi game. It's just pretty. So, I don't know. It's a long, an- it's a long answer to a short question. Right. So, was there anything really in the, the Q&A part of it that stood out for you? Because I know I, I kind of zoomed in on the region locking part and the things dealing with the loyalty program in my own editorial at NWR. Yeah. Um... The, the region locking one, I guess it, it's a little bit less interest to me, um, just per, from a personal standpoint, not from a Nintendo doing the Nintendo, Nintendo being Nintendo kind of standpoint. Um, I'm curious, I understand why they initially did it. I mean, let me take a step back there. They initially did it because, I mean, there's a few reasons they did it. I mean, part of it is, is they, as they claim piracy, there is you can region locking does at least make a pirate's job, you know, the Hong Kong pirate's job a little bit harder. Um, but part of it is because they charge such vastly different prices for games in other markets. So it allowed them to sort of let a region's price be that be the price. You know, you can you can't just buy the game and get it wherever you want. And with digital platforms, let's say an Australian doesn't want to play Australian prices anymore. Okay, they can import a US Wii or a US Wii U and just buy all the games digitally. And then they don't have to deal with the shipping costs. They don't have to deal with the import taxes. And they don't have to deal with Australia's ridiculous pricing structure. Which could be going up because Australia apparently is putting a digital tax or tax on digital goods in their in their upcoming budget. So they, you know, there is a, from a business standpoint, yeah, Nintendo could prevent you from, from circumventing the different pricing structures they've implemented in their various regions. I don't necessarily know that that was a tremendously important thing to them. I do wonder if it, because that doesn't really explain why they started doing it on Wii because they didn't really have that system in place for Wii. And maybe it was just because of the digital shop. 
I don't know. Uh, Nintendo DSi was region locked, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first system to, that first handheld, I should say, that was region locked. Yeah, and it was the f- second system with a digital shop. So maybe it was some maybe maybe it is more about the digital shop than anything because it's it's been since they've started implementing you know electronic online sales of their games that they've implemented region locking because maybe that's really what it is. Maybe they they just they just lock the whole damn thing down and then you don't have to worry about what region you're in. It just it just happens. Yeah, because I mean, like GameCube and sixty four, all the consoles were always locked, as I recall. That's true. Some, the, the, the GameCube was locked. Um, the N sixty four was quote locked. Um, it was just a little plastic tab you had to rip out. Um, I don't remember. How this, I think the Super Nintendo had a different shaped slot, and then the NES was a, was was a whole different thing because those were basically those were almost two different systems: the Famicom and the NES. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a, a Mario three that had it looked like the Famicom cartridge and then it had that I realized later and then it had a, a port on the or something that plugged into the bottom of it that basically converted it into an NES game. Yep. And in fact there were some there were some NES games that were, were inside them were the Famicom chipset and then there was this little a little piece inside of the cartridge that was an adapter. The old the old 31 in 1 that I think half of my half of my city owned as when I was a kid. Ugh. But, I mean, there, there's some official cartridges that do that. And you can actually, if you if you know what they are, and I can't remember what they're called, you can just pop them open and just take those things out, and now you have a Famicom to NES adapter, which is weird um, and somewhat off topic. Um, to me, what jumped out actually was the discussion about how they pick partners. Um, we, we'd always known that, I mean, we, we could have inferred for a long time they've been getting offers because... You know, the, it's the transmedia property, um, as I'm now a veteran of the transmedia property, thanks to Sonic, it's, you know, it, there is, there's real value there. It, I'm pleased to hear that they do discussions of, of you know, corporate culture and, and understanding why a lot of these sort of business alliances don't work. Because, Iwata, as Awada points out, a lot of them just fail. And the companies end up getting a divorce and nothing good comes of it. And ultimately, it was just, it does kind of hurt the perception of the company as a brand. I remember at one point, AOL Time Warner was a thing. And that doesn't make any sense now. And it didn't really make any sense then. Time Warner said, we don't understand how to do digital. And AOL said, we need content. But they didn't actually look at what makes those two platforms work. So I'm glad to hear that they actually give it thought. Um, and... At the same time, when he talks about trying to figure out, he talks about how the the, the market dynamics of online games are different in Japan than they are in the rest of the world. Um, it, interestingly, that Japan has Galapagos syndromed even software now, not just physical devices. That they partnered with DNA anyway, who is sort of a starwalt of the Japanese style of economizing your online game, which makes me wonder how much of DNA's expertise is really being leveraged just towards platform building, because ultimately. Sorry, there was a big bang outside. Um, ultimately, what DNA does is things like Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which is very much your standard, I'm going to try to extract money from Wales style of economics versus what Awada is advocating for, which is the a large number of your consumers pay money, but they only pay a small amount. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious now. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic about the Universal stuff because even though I don't actually care for the Harry Potter franchise, I saw what they did when they built all these Harry Potter parks at the Universal Studios 
And they gave a lot of shit about making sure that this thing was a great experience for people who are hardcore fans of the product. I'm not 100% sure how that'll translate to video game characters, but it does show that they can. And I'm I'm pleased to hear that the initial proposal they got was f- so fully formed and appears to have been, you know, complemented by learnings from the Harry Potter stuff because that tells me that Universal has been thinking about this plan for a while and this isn't just like, a, yeah, we'll make a Mario roller coaster, whatever. So, yeah, that, that was what jumped out of me. Now, a lot of the questions in that Q&A were about how the mobile platform is going to work and you did mention that with how, you know, Nintendo wants to get a little bit of money from a lot of people and then sort of use that to bridge them over to dedicated hardware and software where they make most of their money. But there's a lot of people who still think that Nintendo's path to, quote, Nintendo-like profits, unquote, is the mobile stuff. Right. Who can, based on how Nintendo wants to play this, do we really think that's going to work, especially if they're only doing five games by the end of the next fiscal year? Well, it depends. So uh, there's a Japanese mobile game, and I'm blanking on what it's called right now. Not Puzzdra. Monster Strike? Yeah, Monster Strike, which is making millions of dollars a day right now. Yeah, three point. I remember seeing three point seven million, and well, now it's getting a 3DS game. And hey, I liked Puzzle and I'm liking Puzzle and Dragons on 3DS. So yeah, I mean, if that's it, the case. Bring it on. Yeah, like the Monster Strike as a game mechanically is actually pretty solid. I mean, it's it's not complicated. It's it's I mean, it's bouncy balls essentially. But the fact that you know it it works. It's not just a shitty game where you tap things and then time runs out. So EA did a bunch of mobile games in 2002, 2003. Um, they did one with the Simpsons license. I think that was their most successful. But ultimately, they were all just tap and wait. Um, that's a lot of what mobile games were of that era, and that's a failure. Like that's not going to work. What things like Monster Strike do, uh, Puzz Draw does it. Is it? It's a compelling game. And then it does the whole like, hey, you can only play so many times, and you got to pay to you got to make it wait out. Kind of your kind of Pokemon Shuffle, but good. Should say Pokemon Shuffle is not good. So, yes, in theory, if they get one hit, if they get one hit like that, if one out of the five really hits the pay dirt, they could translate that into millions of dollars a day in income, which is an insane number because these games don't cost a ton to make. Now, if you're going to make them correctly, they cost more, obviously, but. I don't think that it's realistic to say Nintendo is going to derive their Nintendo-like profits, which is a weird quote, and I'm not sure why they all kept saying it. Um, I don't think it's realistic. Hmm? Sorry, I was just going to say, it's based on a quote that Iwata gave in a previous financial briefing where when it was talked about how they've lost money, it's like they want to get back to Nintendo-like profits, which is basically what they had during the DS and Wii generation. I don't think that's personally attainable anymore, but... Uh, I mean, I, I remember. Now that you remember, I just thought he meant like Nintendo, like as in being profitable, not necessarily like Nintendo. We bunker crop it prints money kind of profit, but it's weird that that's turned into like some kind of catchphrase for making billions of yen a year, which is an odd thing. Because I would say that the best to hope for, I mean, let's let's just say absolute super best case scenario, all five of the games Nintendo puts out this year hit. All five of them. And they all generate 
I don't know, a million dollars a day. That's a ton of money coming in. Worst case scenario, they all bomb and Nintendo lost a little bit of money making these games and they start over. Eventually, because even things like Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which isn't very good, but treads heavily in nostalgia and is a DNA game, um, makes money. It's, you know, it's, it's a profitable enterprise. So I would say that the, the realistic expectation one should have for this mobile stuff is that it generates it generates money that Nintendo can then return to their investors and that it contributes to a healthy profit. And I say healthy as in like it is healthy for the company, not healthy as in like, man, look at all these sacks of cash we got. That it continues to allow Nintendo to maintain profitability even when they're going through the cyclical down years of, of being a you know video game platform holder towards the end of a console lifespan, towards the spin-up time when you're doing R&D on new product lines. It, that it will allow them to sort of have a second or a third or a fourth income stream that softens the blow when any other part of the company is going through a periodic cycle of weakness. It's sort of the same thing that Amiibo did for their profit margin this year. I mean, they sold 10 million of the damn things. It allows that there's still relatively soft console sales to be propped up a bit and the weakened 3DS sales to sort of not show as badly because there's this additional revenue stream that sort of evens everything out. And that's really what I think Nintendo should be hoping for on their mobile stuff. It is entirely possible, like I said, that they hit and they hit, they have something that goes nuts and it sells a billion units. Then, then they build, they make a 3DS version of that game, you know, like Monster Strike and Puzz Draw and try to convert people that way. That's really the the best conversion strategy I can see. You know, do a Monster Strike Puzz Draw thing where they make a more gamified version of it that's bigger and doesn't have the mobile hooks and release that. But I don't know. That seems that seems like a lot of pipe dreams that he's talking about. We're going to make the Blue Ocean games and we're going to convert them into playing Metroid Prime because they both use the Wii Remote. <laughs> so what a Nintendo fan should hope for who prefers their games on dedicated platforms and... Well, we basically I basically subscribe to the Johnny Metz theory that the best game on any mobile platform is still Twitter. The best I can hope for is that all of these games hit so that Nintendo has that steady flow and it allows them to take more risks like, say, Codename Steam or be more aggressive in pricing their dedicated products. I think that would be that would be a good outcome. Um, I don't. I'm not going to go with Johnny's the best thing on Twitter because that's that's super just jaded bullshittery. And if you're listening, Johnny, that's super jaded bullshittery. Uh, I think there are legitimately good mobile games that unfortunately with the mobile hooks they have in place, as the market currently dictates, have limited playability because of the desire to separate you from your money. If Nintendo's plan really is sort of the, the the broad but shallow monetary transactions, maybe they can put out mobile games that I can play and be happy playing through extended periods of time whenever I've got some downtime and I'm not playing on my 3DS. So I would say that Nintendo fans should be optimistic that they will be getting good games on their mobile platform that don't try to extort them and that they will enjoy playing them because the people making these games are talented and understand what makes a game good. I would say that the carryover effect is that, yeah, hopefully it does allow Nintendo to be more risky when they're making products. But at the same time, they funded friggin' Xenoblade Chronicles X. That game must have cost them a fortune. I don't know how much more risky they can be. Yeah, I, rem- I remember the Iwata asked for that, where Iwata himself was shocked at just how much testing went into the game. Oh, yeah, it's, the game's enormous. It must have cost, it must have cost them a fortune to test that game. 
just to test it. Because, all right, let me make sure I can't jump through this wall. Oh, I can. Let's go make a new build so we can retest the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say that if you're just being optimistic, Nintendo has enough currency to continue to make games that you like on dedicated platforms. I think that's being pessimistic from a career pessimist who thinks mobile games in general are extortion. But I, cause I, I honestly believe Iwata when he says he wants to produce games that don't feel like you're being ripped off and that are fun to play. And if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, maybe Nintendo will come up with the next Monster Strike Puzzle Draw thing and maybe we'll all love it and be super happy. Or maybe they'll just make Pokemon Shuffle and Waltz that they're going, eh. I don't know. As long as they don't make anything as bad as Sonic Boom, I think we'll all be happy. <laughs> I don't think that's a concern. I don't I, I don't think you could make something as bad as Sonic Boom on a mobile device. I don't think the mobile device is capable of conveying the badness. All right. Well, James, thank you very much for for joining me here and uh hopefully hopefully if we do this again in the future it'll be about still a very profitable and very happy Nintendo. Yeah, it was fun. It's nice to talk about talk about Nintendo not doomed. All right, so as mentioned, you can hear James every week on Radio Free Nintendo at NintendoWorldReport.com, and you can find most of the news with me there as well. You can. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Later. this segment on connectivity this week we're going to be talking about e3 our hopes predictions and maybe disappointments possible disappointments today i'm joined by brian rose hello everyone and of course mr zach miller pop pop (laughs) you excited zach i'm pretty excited Mm -hmm. i'm excited to not be going I I've, I found I much prefer E3 from home. Well, we have the best seats in the house, really. Yeah, I'm probably going to realize that the minute I get back. Mm. Best possible internet connections, so the direct won't crap out. Mm. Okay, um, Brian, uh, so you're going to E3. How excited are you? I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm ready to meet everybody. I'm ready to see what games are there. I'm I'm pretty excited. Like out of ten, I'm probably like eleven. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm probably about a six or seven right now, but that'll probably change as we get closer to the um, digital event happening. That's oh, yes. generally the way I, I it happens with me. Most years, I'm not sort of that interested until yeah. it gets a bit closer you know i usually have my thoughts and ideas but the excitement level isn't there yeah like like right now like in terms of the actual presentation i'm not sure what how much i'm looking forward to that but by the time mm. it the uh, by the time it comes i'll probably be pretty excited about it as well 
Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, is this is your first time going? Uh, yeah. You should mm-hmm. uh, you should definitely bring some real comfortable shoes. Mm, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Standing around all day, walking around all day. Yeah, there's very little yeah. time to just sit. Mm. Yeah, I've been at Comic Con and places like that, so I know like these kind of conventions. It's like by the time I finish, by the time I get home, I'm probably gonna be barely able to walk. Probably. Yeah, that's how I was. <laughs> I bought some. I bought some Doctor Scholl's. They helped a lot. The second E3. I'm actually going to a um, like a pop culture convention a few days after E3. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll have the experience. Okay, so let's um jump in and talk a bit about what we're hoping or predicting maybe at E3. So, Brian, what's what's something you're looking forward to possibly being at E3 this year? In terms of, like, possibilities, I mean, everybody's talking about Metroid. They want to see more Metroid. And, yep. and I'd, I'd be interested in another Metroid. I'm not so sure about, like, in terms of the Prime kind of gameplay, but more like... Mm. Super Metroid, maybe something like that. I would, I would like to see something like that. Yeah, on 3DS maybe? Or... Yeah. yeah, so yeah. 3DS would fit well. There's already been two uh, cancelled 3DS Metroid games as far as we know. The Metroid Dread, or mm-hmm. which might have been a DS game. That was a DS game, yeah. Uh, but then uh, that um, next level Metroid game that was cancelled when they got assigned mm. to Luigi's Mansion 2. Hey, right maybe the, maybe they went back to that. You it'd know, be nice. Do, I hated that art style, but it'd be nice to go mm. back to. Mm. But I, I honestly, I honestly don't think we'll see a Metroid. I think that series is in stasis right now. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, if they haven't already been working on it for a couple of years, I think it would be smart to not even bother with a Metroid until the next systems come out. Now, agree. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um. So one of the bigger games that is going to be at E3 this year for sure is Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do we care? Do we care about Star Fox anymore? Um, I care about I Star do. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, were, I do as well. I'm just asking the question. There were two really good games in that series. <laughs> 20 years ago. I really yeah. like 64. Yeah, 64 is my favorite one. I still like the SNES game. Yeah. I haven't played the Super Nintendo game, but... I've played the two GameCube games, I think, Adventures mm. and Armada, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really that into them, but if it's... Well, only one, one of those is an actual Star Fox game. Oh, yeah, because yeah. um, Adventures is like Dinosaur Planet originally, wasn't it? Yep, mm-hmm. Dinosaur Planet yeah. reskinned with Star Fox characters. Yeah, but um, I'd be interested in something along the lines of 64... I'm hoping yeah. that's the direction they go in. I'm, like, it would be good to have. Okay, it'd be good to have online co-op, four-player co-op online to run through the various levels with and stuff. But I'm kind of doubting they're going to be that ambitious with it. And a really ambitious Star Fox game would be great, but I think the only way they're going to try and be ambitious is in terms of control, which is just really it's not that exciting. Yeah, well, do you I, think they're going to fold in those uh, kind of prototype games from last year into Star Fox? Like it's the, possible. The robot it's fighter possible. and the and the um, security camera thingamabob. Although I don't know how that would work in Star mm. Fox. It could be a, like a, 
a mode or a level type within Star Fox. I wouldn't mind if they did roll those into into Star Fox, but then, like, that sort of takes away from them being possible full games. Sure. Um, it would be kind of cool if the Great Fox transformed into a giant mech. Yes. <laughs> and then started bashing cool. up some guy, yeah. All the, all the different vehicles could combine, like, the Megazord and form a giant yeah. mech. <laughs> yeah. You can just imagine them um, jumping into the pilot's seat. Slippy, slipping in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's Star Fox. One of the other things that I'm kind of thinking they're going to do is have a Zelda trailer shown. They said it wasn't going to be at E3, but I don't think that excludes the possibility of... Um, having a trailer, yeah. like a, a more a cinematic lengthy trailer showing off a few different things in a game. I think at the very least we'll get an update on it. Yeah, we'll definitely get something. I think they'll they'll probably, it's probably likely they'll give it a name as well. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get a title of some kind. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a, a segment in the direct just with Anuma talking about What's going on with Zelda? Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have a release date. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> I don't think it would be smart for them to um, come out with a release date because yeah, it's no, just going to be... True. No one's going to believe them. It... No. <laughs> 2016. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll be the second half of 2016. Second, mm. second, third, third of 2016. Holiday yeah. 2016. Yeah, that's probably it. To be launched simultaneously with the Wii U and the NX. Uh, mm. <laughs> Depends what the NX is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, um, another developer that could possibly show something at E3 is Monster Games. What do you guys think about what could Monster Games be doing? They could be doing a... I mean, what have they done besides... Excite truck and excite bots lately. Didn't they th- do something else recently? Mm, I'm not sure how recently, but they may have been involved in something. I can't remember. Quite remember at the moment though. It'd be good. Like I don't know if they would do F Zero, but you know, Nintendo may ask them to try. It's possible. Yeah, I can. I can see them taking on on F Zero. They. Uh, mm. I mean, excite bots is you know, crazy enough to be a prototype F-Zero in some yeah. ways. Excite Truck was pretty fast and stuff as well. Yeah, I never played that. Mm. Was that was that good? It was all right. It was yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll do Excite Bike 2 30 years later. Excite Bike <laughs> 2. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, yeah. track editor and all that, that would be fun. There was Excite, there was Excite Bike uh, 64. It was awful. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, people say that's good, Zach. Oh, do they? Yeah. I never played this. I completely forgot there was a 64. Yeah. I played an Excite Bike game on Wii, on Wii U, maybe, or not, not Wii U, but Wii. It was, it, but it might have been a WiiWare game. Was that Just World Rally? Something. Yeah, something like that. It was. It was kind of futuristic. It was god awful. Just in terms of um, what I've been playing sort of recently, I wouldn't mind seeing them do a sequel to Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. <laughs> I kind yeah. of want another one now. I really like how what they did with um, Diddy Kong Racing. I'd love to see a sequel. Mm. 
It would be interesting, and it's not too far outside the wheelhouse of um, Excitebots, really. No, not at yeah. all. Mm. You, you could uh, you just take out take out uh, Banjo, and and uh, there you go. I mean, what other rare characters are in that game, really? I don't think the Kremlings are oh, rare who? characters. No. The only characters you'd have to put in really are Donkey Kong characters, and maybe if you if you could keep a couple of the um, Diddy Kong Racing sort of characters as well. But yeah, um, it would be interesting to see uh, an update to that game. See what they could do with another like with another kart racer. If Nintendo could put out another kart racer before the Wii U is out, it might be might be a good idea because I don't think they're going to be doing any more Mario Kart DLC. Mm. Mm, no well you know it would be nice if they had a surprise announcement of a third Mario Mm. DLC pack but Mm. uh, I'm kind of with you I think they're probably they're probably going to focus on the next iteration of the series yeah I think if anything in terms of DLC we'll probably see a lot more Smash Brothers information yes I'm sure we'll um, get Smash information Smash DLC like they they Maybe the confirmation of um, Ryu and who else they reveal? Roy, I think. Roy, but, um, yeah. Maybe those two. Maybe more. Who knows? Maybe Shantae. Mm. Sure. Well, yeah, maybe maybe they will announce uh, more DLC characters. Do they put a limit on how long they're going to run that um, Smash Brothers voting thing? You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They may they may decide like use that before E three and be like oh here here's the results sort of thing. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see what people voted for. Mm. If there were any overall overall themes. Yeah, I voted for Waluigi. Waluigi. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, anybody could be in there, I guess, as long as um, long as uh, people are interested. You know, mm-hmm. although I'm kind of of the mindset that they probably they probably already decided who else is going to be in the game, and they're just using the survey to figure out which of the small hand, you know, small number of characters they've already decided they're going to go with. Yeah, you know, who's the yeah. most popular choice, like Waluigi or something? Yeah, I don't think Waluigi has. I think they've said that because he's an assist trophy, they're not going to even consider him. Oh, yeah, him, you're right. Um, um, so, true. sadly, I don't think he's going to happen. Right, he would have been my second choice in a way, so it'll work out for me. <laughs> so, just going back to uh, next level games, because uh, we mentioned them a bit earlier, another possibility I could see them, two possibilities that I could see them um, making, a Mario Strikers game mm. or giving the tease of a punch out maybe a punch out but i think that's less likely yeah um, i think punch I just, out would work pretty well on 3ds i'm not sure why yeah that would be cool yeah well there's no reason they couldn't be working on a 3ds game but sure um i just i don't know i just don't think there's much of a reason to do another punch out unless you're going to try and change it up a fair bit more. The Wii yeah. game was pretty much what else? What else is there? Yeah, what else can you do with it? Mm. Um, 
uh, it'd be nice if they did a like a new 3DS Wii port um, of the Wii game because I I have it on Wii U from Virtual Console or whatever they're calling their Wii service, yep. mm-hmm. and I haven't really touched it, but I feel like I play it a lot more on 3DS just because it's portable, mm. and you could actually. You could use the gyroscope to fade left and right or something. You know, you could put some features to use on the 3DS that you couldn't on the Wii or the Wii U. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It might be interesting as a um, another ex- another port exclusive for the new 3DS. Yeah, because there's still only one game that's exclusive to the new 3DS. Do you guys think that they'll announce uh, a few more games that are exclusive at E3? That would be, po- that'd be a smart thing to do you'd think they have more in the pipeline yeah they definitely should it's it's weird that they haven't already yeah i agree but maybe i wonder if we're doomed to ports of wii games or we'll get like new content on the three new 3ds Mm. they'll they'll port um f-zero gx from the gamecube oh my god i would buy it tomorrow in 3d you know like That'd that be cool. Even really even good. for even for a um an old like just a, a remake of an old game um it'd be something. Hell yeah. Mm. And enough people and enough people did not play that game that I think it would be fairly new. I mean, it's what twelve years old now, or something. Or yeah. Older, so. Yeah, I, I'd like to see a remake of Mario Sunshine. I think that would work really mm. well. Uh, probably on the 3ds. Or I, on I've the 3DS? always mm. I, I've always thought of Wii U more. But it could yeah, work yeah. on the 3DS too. Um, yeah, Mario Sunshine might be good. I would like it. If you're going to do it, I would prefer having it on the Wii U. Yeah. Um, and I would really want them to go in and alter Fix the game. Fix some stuff. Fix some stuff. Even, probably even a little more heavily, heavy, heavy-handed than uh, what they did with Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, just let's go just in. get rid of blue coins entirely. Yeah, just get rid of the blue <laughs> coins. <laughs> maybe oh, yeah. add I wouldn't mind them adding a whole bunch like as a outside the main game just add a whole bunch more of those um flood floodless levels acapella levels yeah, yeah the acapella levels yeah. just like yeah. 50, 50 levels of them or something just or, a bra- just a different mode entirely yeah just a different mode just yeah. just a challenge levels basically those, those were, were the highlight the yeah. definitely the best part of that game yeah and that that were some of them were really hard yeah, they were. Yeah, those were really hard. Do you think... Here, here's a question for you guys. Do you think they'll announce a 3D Mario game to coincide with Mario's 30th anniversary? I, I doubt Or not, I doubt not Mario's 30th anniversary. I'm sorry. Mario 64's, like, 20th mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah. If they were going to do... I don't know if they would put it out this year. It's, it's possible, but if they are going to do it... Well, it would be 2016. It, yeah, mm. Yeah, see, I, I don't know if they would announce it this early then. Oh, okay. I think we'll see something, but it won't be until next year. Okay. I have a feeling that they might. It, it's been a while since we've seen the last um, 3D Mario game. I think it was uh, 2013. I think it's been since Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They have said, though, that there's no going to be no 3D, like no main Mario game this year before, though. So. Oh, they've already said that? I'm pretty sure a while ago that they stated that they yeah, had no no Mario game this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so 
Oh, I this year. No, it. this year I doubt we'll see anything this year. Yeah. 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 But next year I can see see them coming out with something. I would really like a proper th- uh, remake of Mario 64. But... Hell yeah. That would be really cool. Mm, Nintendo doesn't generally do what we want, so... <laughs> <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I mean, but but the nice thing about that is maybe they wouldn't have to put EAD one on it. Maybe they could give it to one of the the lower teams because it's a remake and not a brand new yeah. Mario game. Yeah, they would well, probably. It's um, you know, if maybe if Grezzo is done with Zelda, they could have <laughs> shifted it to them for Wii U. But <laughs> yeah, who knows? Or or maybe it, or maybe it's a 3DS game. Maybe they remake Mario 64 for the 3DS. They remake Mario 64 DS for the 3DS. There you go. <laughs> no, if I want, if I, I want to, I want just to play as Mario. It, okay. The DS game was kind of annoying switching between the characters. You know. Yeah, I, I never played it, but I always uh, wondered how that would work. I played it a little bit of it, but and it's all right. But you know, 64 was um, a lot less confusing at times. Mm. Like switching all the characters and all that. And on the yeah. and on the Wii U and the and the Wii on the virtual console you can actually use the analog stick and it'll work. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to um Retro Studios. Uh, so Retro Studios, are they what are they doing? They I have a feeling they're gonna have to show something at E three this year. There's no way they're gonna be quiet. Surely not. I mean, I'm worried about Retro Man. Uh, it's it's. I hope they're not chained to another Donkey Kong sequel. Mm, and while I, I would, while mm. I wouldn't mind seeing a Metroid Prime game out of them, at the same time, I'm kind of like, let them do their own thing already. Well, apparently they they wanted to work on Donkey Kong Country initially, but well, know. they wanted to work on the first one. I know, and and yeah. I know, I know the second one was kind of a situation where they said, we had so many good ideas, we just had to make a second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you really, you know, did that have to be your next project? Uh, if they were smart, they wouldn't do, like Nintendo wouldn't make them or let them do another Donkey Kong uh, game right away. Uh, I would hope not. It's just, it's just, even when Tropical Freeze was, like when you saw that in the digital event, Pretty much everyone was disappointed. There, there was there a was collective just, sigh. Yeah, there was. There was just no, no it's excitement. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never even played it. I mean, I've seen Donkey Kong Country for the Wii, and that that was pretty fun. But you know, I didn't mm. need to see a sequel so soon. You know. Yeah, no, and it did feel like it came out right afterwards. Mm. Yeah. My friend sold his Wii U that same day <laughs> when um, the E3. Uh, when it was announced? <laughs> when it was Retro's... Because at the time, Retro's um, new game was being hyped. Oh, Retro's going to be showing their brand new game at E3. Get hyped for it. Right, right. And then it was Donkey Kong, and <laughs> that did not go over well with my friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I can understand si- though. Since 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 then he's rebought the Wii U, so you know, oh, who that's knows? funny. Mm. Well, I you know I I hope I hope they're doing something new. I I hope they are. You know, and not they don't even have to have something playable at the show. But I'd like to just know to what know they're what it doing. Is. Yeah, know what it is. Yeah, it can just be a trailer, mm. like a, even a concept thing. But uh, mm. 
you know, whatever. It would, I, I hope I, something good. I would like Retro to do something completely original, brand new IP. Project Hammer, um, baby. <laughs> Project Bring Hammer. that shit back. Uh, Raven Blade. Raven Blade. <laughs> Get him on the get him on the Turok license. Buy Turok from whoever owns Turok now. Those guys are made up of ex Turok guys. Well, I don't know how many of those guys are left these yeah, days. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like they're kind of like becoming rare now. You know, you want rare to keep making the games they used mm. to make, and you have to realize that nobody from rare from back then is still with rare. Well, there is a few people, but I think it's. Um, Retro they all moved to be, on to ukulele. Mm, Retro used to be compared to Rare a lot, but they're yeah. not really that similar. I mean, they don't have... They can't just do what they feel like. Because uh, Rare, Rare won't own fully by Nintendo, so they had a, a fair bit of uh, autonomy over what they wanted to do, in a way. Yeah. So they they had a lot more teams as well. They had, like, three teams and a handheld division, I think, at the at, the height I think of that's right. Yeah, power. So they had multiple games going at once, and Vetro just doesn't have that capacity. So no. Um, one of the more recent rumors uh, that came out recently, I'm not sure if it's been debunked or anything yet, but uh, in Paper Mario for Wii U from Intelligent Systems, I think. Uh, pray to God, no. Uh, it, it seems like it could be a possibility. It could. So, let those guys see... make something else. Come on now. I kind of want to see a new Paper Mario game, but as long as it's not like Sticker Star. Cause yeah, I, it would I, need I... to be some sort of, like, hopefully bigger RPG, a um, bit more ambitious. Yeah, something like um, Paper Mario 2, because I really enjoyed that one, but I haven't seen mm. anything from that series since Paper Mario 2. Nothing that really stands out for me. Well, I think mm. the most ambitious Paper Mario game was Super Paper Mario because of the gameplay changes, but... Um, People ended up hating that game, though. Yeah, that's what I hear, but I, didn't they hate it because there, there was way too much story and way too much dialogue? Yeah, And the gameplay was, was fairly good? Yeah, that was one of the main complaints. I thought the... I never played it, but the game always interested me. Mm. I played a little bit of it, but I don't remember much of it. I remember there was a lot of story, though. That's probably yeah. why. Yeah. And it was slow. It took a while to get going. Well, that's every a, Paper Mario game. It was also a GameCube game that was made into a Wii game. That, that's why I caught most of what, what I remember most about that's it. That's true. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, you know, just looking at my Skype screen here reminds me of something. What do you guys think of the crazy idea that since they've been referencing Mother 3 all the time, what if they bring over Metroid or Mother 3 Earthbound 2 or whatever it's supposed to be to the virtual 3DS or Wii U virtual console, uh, but localized? Could that ever happen? That, I hope so, but, you know, the... the to the coincide with Lucas it, coming out in the Smash Brothers, maybe. The reality of that is, like, minimal, though, like, slim. It might yeah. be a good idea, but I don't know. Because remember at that direct when they announced Lucas, they said, Lucas, from Mother 3. And I'm sure <laughs> half their audience said, what? what? Yeah. Mm. I think it depends on how well Earthbound sold on the virtual console. And then they could probably mm. they could probably toss up whether it's worth spending the money to localize Mother 3 and then 
sort of take a risk on putting that out. I think it's still in the top ten, isn't it? They just no oh, it probably yeah. I, I don't know, but the, all they'd have to do is like swallow their pride and buy that fan translation uh, from Europe, mm. Mm. Yeah, and maybe, there you maybe, go. Maybe have Treehouse go over it and yeah. make any adjustments they feel is necessary, and then it that would be the the simplest solution. But I doubt Nintendo is going to want to use a fan translation. Yeah, that, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. I mean, I've seen some of the Mother Three translation, and I'm I like how it's how it worked out for them, but I don't see Nintendo going in and using it. I think they would want to do their own. Mm. You don't think they'd want to put the money behind that? Mm, probably not. I just, I just don't see it. Mm. I, I want, I've always wanted to, kind of odd to say this because I hate Earthbound, but I've always wanted to play Mother 3. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played it either. I've considered it a few times, but... I just I'm, I don't play RPGs as much these days, and honestly, I just lack the willpower to download it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I haven't played it either because um, I've always waited for an official Nintendo release, and it's probably never going to happen. But mm. one of these days, I'll probably just go give up and play the the translated one. If they wanted to get real, if they wanted to get real crazy, they could um, remake the the mother games in in 3D and put them out on, like, the Wii U or something. Earthbound like a... 64. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, you know, it could have something, a similar style to, um, what is it, um, Nino Kuni or... Oh, yeah. Uh, even even if they wanted to go sort of even crazier and have, like, sort of, like, this weird clay motif for it. <laughs> the characters look sort of clay-like. In a lot they of do in the, uh, in the player's stuff. guide. Yeah. That would be really cool. I that would take a lot more money than localizing Earthbound three. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is it, it would be cool. Mm. Um. Uh, are there any third party? I mean, that's a funny thing to say when when it comes to <laughs> Wii U. But are there any um, typically third party developers that you'd like to see games from or ports of games to the Wii U this E three? Um. Or do you think that that well's just dry? I think we'll see stuff from Square Enix. Probably not the Dragon Quest games, but uh, probably Bravely De- uh, Bravely Second. I think we'll probably Ooh, yeah. see a little bit of that. Yeah, I've forgotten about Bravely Second. And yeah. maybe Dragon Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm. Mm. Uh, is that yeah? Is that, that happening or? Yeah, it's coming know. to the West. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's okay. already out, and Don reviewed it for uh, right. the Jap- I think the Japanese version. Yeah. And I know it's coming to the West. I'm really excited about that game. Hmm. I, I didn't think they would bring it out here. I mean, I know they've taken forever to release uh, 7 here, but um, I guess the I guess this theater rhythm series is, sells well enough for it to come here. I think um, 7 might not have happened just because there's no, or like, no um, translation already done, mm. right? Mm. It never um, came out. Didn't it come uh, out on the PlayStation? Right? I don't think it did. I I might be wrong, but I have seven, a feeling it didn't. I think seven is a. Are you? Are we talking about Dragon Quest Seven? Yeah, yeah, Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah, that's a that's a PlayStation game. Yeah, I remember it goes for a lot on eBay. So it did come out in English, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was released right. here. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. Be good oh if, my gosh! What if they What if they announced Dragon Quest the 3DS version of Dragon Quest Eight? Holy shit! That would be amazing. 
That'd be that's awesome. what I was just about to bring up. Like, it would be nice to have um, Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS. It would look um, great in 3D. That game is so good. That's one I need to play. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I I own it, but then my disc got scratched at some point when I went back to play it, and it won't load at all anymore. Oh, no good. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It might have been scratched by the PS2 Slim itself because I always put it back in its case and everything. Oh, that's weird. Mm. I remember getting to the 60-hour point in that game and kind of burning out, but if I had the willpower, I'd probably go back and mm. maybe restart the file because I don't know what the heck I'd be doing in yep. you know, five years on or whatever it's been. In in terms of other third parties, though, um, what else what else would be good to have on the Wii U or the 3DS? From I, I wonder if we'll see Half Genie Hero at E3. Uh, even if it's even if it's playable on other systems, it's coming mm. to Wii U. You would yeah, I'd imagine they're going to put it out on Wii U. Oh, they yeah. are. They are definitely. Yeah. That that'd be nice to see, and and whatever else Way Forward's working on, they can't just be working on that. Hmm. Can't I, I think we might see a bunch of indie ports for Unity uh in a sizzle reel. Because mm, Unity's maybe. on No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But they've had the Unity thing going for a while, right? And it hasn't really resulted in a ton of stuff. That's true. And it, I think it just it's it's now on the new three DS, isn't it? Or supported on new three DS? I think um, so. I, I remember reading something possibly. about that. Yeah. Hmm. If true, I might. I wonder if we might see a bunch of Unity ports to 3DS. Well, that um, that ukulele game's running on Unity, so that's one. Oh, is it? Big, I didn't know that. Game. Yeah, that's huh. how they're gonna. That's how they're gonna be able to do all the platforms they've promised for now. Oh, cool. Mm. But I don't cool. think there's a Wii U plans, are there? Or, no, there or is. No, there are. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of Bloodstained. Oh, the Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah. If, that's only man, announced if, for If that's PS4. not on Wii U, that would suck. They've only said they're going to do PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I think. Yeah. I, I think Wii U's not going to happen. Oh, we might see Mighty Number no. Nine on the show floor. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. good possibility. That would be coming out fairly soon right like maybe should be yeah you never know with these kickstarter projects but it should be mm. it, i'm pretty sure it's pretty much done they're just in the final stages now so nice yeah that's that's a game i kind of missed the train on but i'm excited to play it yeah i might give it a go i'm not the biggest Mega Man fan but i might give it a go yeah, I'll probably play it eventually. I mean, I, I've seen the screens and it looks nice, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like a day one buy for me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna see how it reviews. Definitely. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, think we'll find out any sort of big um, new thing in Mario Maker? Some exciting new uh, feature or something? Yeah. How are they gonna? That's gonna be real interesting to see how they play that because it's it's gonna it's it's a game they're gonna have to demo. Yeah, mm. are they going to let people screw around with it for five minutes and then leave, or are they well, going to have did... like guided presentations on it? Well, that's what they did last year, right? That um, you could just go up and fiddle around with it and make what you wanted. Oh, maybe. Mm. I don't even remember what they did for it last year, but, but uh... this game, this yeah, this version will be much more complete. So it'll be a lot mm-hmm. more features and modes you can 
ho- hopefully find out about. Like, hopefully they would elaborate if there's going to be any sort of teaching um, mode or how the single how the the game's going to instruct the players how yeah. to sort of do use it, the program and everything. Uh, I'm I'm real interested to see how that demos. I just I can't. Oh, you know, uh, before I f- before I forget, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World will surely be playable on the show floor. And um, I'm, ex- well, I'm excited to see out, how that it comes. It comes out I think here it's in like, a- June. Yeah, yeah, it comes out for you guys in June, but up here yeah. I don't think it's till August or September. Yeah, we don't get it till the fall. Mm. So I I'm guess so. Sure. I guess I will probably have it there just because it'll help fill out their lineup a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm mm. excited for that game, but but the thing I wanted to say about Mario Maker is, have they said for sure whether the physics are going to change with each? Skin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've announced that the physics are different for each. Okay, thing good, as well. good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about that game. I, I, you know, I hope they announce a price point, and I hope the price point is not sixty dollars. I. Mm, it depends on how fully featured it is. It depends on the whole package, I guess. Um, it depends if they're going to add their own uh, developer levels to make fill out like a at least a semi Mario campaign, right? Included. Because like you, you wouldn't pay. This feels like to me the creator half of Little Big Planet, but for Mario, mm. and you mm. wouldn't necessarily pay sixty dollars for the creator content. You know how big planet. How cool would it be if they did include their own levels and that coupled with the um, having the different physics, you could be getting new Mario Brothers three levels designed by Nintendo. Uh, that would be really so, yeah. cool. That that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, and they could get get crazy with it because they can, you know, they could throw the cape and stuff. It'd be a bit like those uh, e-reader um, cards yeah. for Mario three for the Game Boy Advance. So. Man, we're just missing. Maybe they'll announce a uh, a Mario Two skin. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mario Two mode with a you can just pick up things and growing vegetables. <laughs> yeah. be, I I kind of want them to show um, is it going to be possible to have bosses in it? Yeah, like create your own boss level. Mm. Uh, then they could put Wart in. Then <laughs> that'd be cool, man. Hmm. Uh, well, I I'm fairly excited about this. Well, what if they made some sort of? Do you know that game on Wii U, uh, Cloudberry Kingdom? How it's uh, randomly generated. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they could do something similar to that, where it just runs through and makes a a level from scratch just randomly. Um, you can just push a button and it'll auto generate a level for you. That'd be cool. You could at least mm, use yeah. that as like a starting point for your Yeah, own like level. a starting point. Yeah, then you can go in and edit it if it's too hard or whatever. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good idea because for someone like me to edit a Mario level, that would be pretty daunting. But if you do something like that where it's already pre-made for you and mm. you just edit it, that would be actually mm. pretty, a pretty good idea. Yeah. I got real heavy into the level editor for Mega Man Powered Up. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I I assume I'll, I'll, I could find myself getting into this mm. pretty hard, too. Well, I actually dabbled with the um, the PC uh, editor for the Wii New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, nice. That was pretty fun just to, you know, I didn't do too many levels, but it was, um, it was fun. Yeah, it's probably, 
it's probably a lot harder than I think it is to find a good balance in those levels. Well, especially with like uh, the program on computer because it's a bit more, you know, it had a good graphical interface, but it is a bit more obtuse. And I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be, in Mario Maker, they're even going to have different layers you can put things on because in that level editor, you could have things on a top layer, a middle layer, and a background layer. Oh. So you could have like, you know, when you go into a cave or something. Um, oh, the, things rolling yeah, towards you, stuff like that. Yeah, like Mario can go behind things and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to just make it, every level has to be on the, the one plane sort of thing. Or no. maybe, maybe you know, that, that'll be that'll be taken care of in programming. So if you bring up a piece of landscape and put it over a certain area, you can probably choose to make it into a cave or whatever, and that will just happen seamlessly and stuff. But Nice. Um, mm. Mm. A lot Mario of possibilities. It will, will be interesting to see... And find out a lot more about Mario Maker for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's probably my my most anticipated game of the fall. Mm. Just depends on um, what they have, what the content is. I mean, what they've shown so far is very impressive, but I'd like to see more. I mean, like you said, I I don't know if I'd pay sixty dollars for this, but um, it might be something to look forward to, depending on what they actually put out there. And that's what I'm hoping to see at E three. Just what what the overall package is. Another thing they could do, and I kind of hope they don't, uh, is make it kind of a free-to-start thing where you buy the base, maybe Mario 1 pack. Yeah, that would uh, be awful. Level edit. Would, I know it would be yeah. awful, but I'm That'd just telling kill. you. I, I, think, I think that would kill it. That would, yeah. People would not like that. I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could that. buy the full thing. But then you mm. could also buy it in pieces. And that, that would really only work if it was a download-only title. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think they're going to do for this. Mm. <laughs> you want that special Goomba? Pay a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> you have to yeah. buy all the assets individually. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have to worry too much about Brick that. Brick Pack 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time with blue bricks, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything else um, we should talk about? What about the um, the Nintendo World, the Nintendo Eight City Championships? Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch that. I I wouldn't wonder what games they'll be playing. Uh, they're going to be using the at least for the initial um, round, the qualifying round, I guess. Um, they're going to be using the Ultimate NES Remix on 3DS. Oh, oh okay. Um, they're going to be using a mode in that. Um, okay. Which is that's a good way to do it. Super Mario Bros. Doctor Mario and um, something else. Okay. Tetris. No, it's not Tetris. No. I I wonder how um, complicated it'll get. I mean, are they going to get to like Smash Brothers or um, last la- when I was on NNR last week? Mm. I suggested maybe they'll do Splatoon. I think that has a has a good possibility because it'll just promote the game. Yeah which is the whole point, really. And I think, I honestly think Splatoon will be at E3, even mm. though it will have already come out. They've done that before, where yeah. in order to continue promoting a game, they'll throw in uh, well, a, a game they've already had out. Well, S- Splatoon isn't really even going to be f- 
fully out, right? They right. Could, they could yeah. preview some of the August updates. Some of the actual features of the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look forward yeah. to Splatoon um, 1.5 in <laughs> August. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. My, uh, you know, my I'm, credit I'm, card I'm, cuts I'm, off in three days. <laughs> I'm going to pre-buy that, whether I whether it's good for me or not. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about E3. I think it's going to be a good one. But I also think it's going to... I think... Uh, I think they're going to be winding down. I think I think we're getting into the lean times of the Wii U and mm. kind of the lean times of <laughs> the, the 3DS. Time, I mean, the lean times I, of the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what 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 else is there going to be on 3DS? I don't think there's much on the uh, horizon. Fire Fire Emblem probably be. Oh yeah, Fire about. Emblem versus yeah. what's it called? Oh, and they have no, another no, Fire the Emblem 3DS too, one, right? The the If one. Yeah. And I think starting next year they're probably going to. Um, show off the NX probably next year. So, yeah, for sure, yeah, this yeah. does this does next seem year, like yeah. uh, like the last big presentation for both Wii U and 3DS. I'm predicting we'll find out we'll have something like some tidbits about the NX around February next year. Yeah, in a, in a yeah. direct or something. I think they'll maybe not blow the lid off it, but it would be much more concrete, sort of the direction it's going in. Yeah. Um, you know, at E3, I wonder if they'll ever, if they'll sort of, at least in the interviews, maybe mention more details about the the account system and stuff, oh. the Club Nintendo replacement as well. That'd probably be nice. No, that'd probably be a direct thing, I would imagine. Yeah, but I don't think we'll see that until the fall. Yeah. The, I think they'll the save that until they have details about their mobile stuff. Mm. Yeah, that too. Which, it's kind of dis- I was kind of, in a way, looking forward to um, seeing some of the mobile stuff. I'm just kind of disappointed they're not going to show anything about it at E3. Yeah, they're keeping E3 uh, console and handheld specific. Yeah, but isn't there meant to be a mobile game launching before the end of the year? Uh, I don't know. I thought hmm. I heard it was until next year. Okay, maybe it's next year. I thought they were aiming for like a late year release of something. but Possibly. I'm not, I'm not sure. It- for me personally, if anything, we probably won't see any games out till next year, but yeah, they could do yeah. something earlier. Mm. I mean, they could right away port Pokemon Shuffle or Mario and Dragons to mobile systems. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Mario and Dragons is going to get ported, at least for a while. Okay. <laughs> I uh, hope not. Uh, they don't want it cutting into the 3DS sales, so... No, that yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Uh, but later on, I can see it happening. Mm. Yeah, or um, Puzzle and Dragon Mario Two or whatever. You know, yeah. a second one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm not sure. There's too much else I've got. Sort of. Uh, yeah, I can't to talk think of much else I want to see or what <laughs> I think is going to be there. I, I think mm. it's going to be a pretty tight show. I. Th- uh, the the show could be could be good. It could be pretty standard. I'm hoping there is going to be a bunch of surprises that they, you know, just pull out of the bag and yeah, yeah, of course, just come out of nowhere. But Star Fox could have been that. They could have. They probably shouldn't have mentioned it last year. Um, it would have been a good surprise for for E3 this year. That's true. Uh, they That's but true. last year, remember, last year was just so dead. Uh, they had yeah, to they, say something. Mm, they needed something to, to say. Oh, we've got games. Yeah. Mm, no, yeah. really, it's not just Smash Brothers. 
Because last year's <laughs> last year's when they announced Splatoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. they had like what Splatoon and Bayonetta and Hyrule Warriors last year, that sort of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Some things for 2015. Yep. So. All right. All right. Well, that that should do this uh, E3 chat. Thanks for joining me, guys. Of course. Good show. No problem. And we'll we'll probably just just for the audience we will probably do, uh, Nick, if you're up for it, a post direct home team reaction oh, yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be happening. Thanks for reminding me about that. It'd probably be a good idea to mention it on this show. Um, after the digital event video goes out, we'll probably get a few people together and chat about it and get that out as soon as possible. So. The same day, hopefully. Yeah. It won't be too long. We'll just... Yeah. Yeah. One segment. Mm Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. I know I am. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. It'll be awesome. Pop, pop! (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And that's all we have for this week's episode of Connectivity. We are still looking for more listener mail, so if anyone out there would like to send in a letter, uh, we may try and read some on the next show. And if you enjoy Connectivity, can you please uh, consider reviewing and rating us on iTunes? To play us out this week, we have the Yoshi's Island athletic theme from the Mario Big Band concert. Thanks for listening, and until next time.